0: My name is Juan and you're listening to Birthing Babes. What's been happening? We're back in isolation again in Victoria. Well, it doesn't change anything for me personally, but Dan's home again because his industry, the tattooing industry, is closed for um, six more weeks. I think he's okay about it. He, you know, he's he's been saying, "Okay, six weeks at home." Yep, six weeks. And I'm like, "Are you alright?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine."
1: <laughs> so I don't I know. Think he's that's- stressed. Yeah, I think this time, like, I can't speak personally because down here in Geelong, we're not in lockdown. We're very lucky. Yet, yet, we're not in lockdown yet. Um, But I feel if we did go into lockdown, I would go into this one more prepared. I think Mm. because we know what we're in for. Maybe he's he's like that. Maybe he's feeling he knows what he knows. He's done this before. He can do Mm. it. Yeah, fingers crossed.
0: And just before we go on again, um, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Um, Yes, I'm Sarah, the Witch Apprentice, and I'm here to talk all things birthing
0: babes. (laughs) And I just need to quickly say that I'm cautious of your hearing, so please let me know if I'm talking too quickly, because I I know I tend to do that, just, you know. That's okay,
1: everybody does, it's not just you. Stop. <laughs>
0: so Akira has been. So she's toilet trained. I don't know. I oh. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that she's toilet trained fully though, because she still wears nappies um, during nighttime. She's been really good yeah. in her um, during the night. No, that's nap, also, I
1: would still consider that toilet trained if she's going to the toilet or the potty during the day, um, yeah. but she's wearing a night nappy. I think most most kids that that's most kids for a while.
0: Yeah, but she's kind of scared to poo. She's so she's kind of gone back a step. Now she's yeah. like, oh, she needs to go. She's like, pooey, pooey, but she's too scared to go. Yes. And sometimes yeah. she'll save it for a night time <laughs> when she's wearing a <laughs> nappy.
1: But then, she gets,
0: <laughs> but she gets so upset though. Like, yeah. if I knew she pooed. She, she yeah. was like, no, no, wouldn't let me check. And then she's like, yucky, yucky. And I'm like, it's yeah. okay, you had you had an accident, you know, next time just let me know and then we'll go poo on the toilet. But she would go three, four times to sit on the toilet and do nothing until yeah. she really, really need to go or she does it in her <coughs> undies.
1: I think it's that quite common with um with kids with the poo. I was the opposite with hazel hazel was really good um i don't think she liked doing a poo in her nappy so she was really like the the poo was what we started with with toilet training because she just she didn't like it and she would tell me mom mom i need to do a poo so we started the mm. toilet training that way and then um she was completely toilet trained within like a week no night nappy nothing she was just and oh, she so wasn't good she wasn't young she wasn't like she was I think she was two and a half which is about normal isn't it for toilet training but um yeah and she was so easy I, I can't even really remember what we did and now Daisy's come along and she's you know just turned three and no chance like absolutely no chance of toilet training her she's just like not like won't have a bar, of it. she's had a couple of goes on the potty where she's done a wee and we've made the biggest deal out of it. Like, well, yeah, you get a lolly and she gets all so excited and jumps around and dances and then that's it. Like she just doesn't care. Like she doesn't care that she got rewarded for it. She doesn't care, yeah. like she just lives in the moment. So oh, it's so frustrating. So I'm jealous. Um, I wish it was the other way around. I wish Hazel was the hard one and Daisy was the easy one. Um, because I wouldn't have come into the second child thinking this is a breeze like I'm just gonna you know get through this no worries but don't get to don't get to choose unfortunately
0: but your daughters are two totally opposite people
1: oh completely chalk and cheese yeah like there's just there's hardly anything um any commonalities between them they are just yeah absolutely polar opposites <laughs> i like that though it's good yeah that's good yeah keeps
0: it's you on your toes but it's good mm. the other week you had a um a public meltdown well not you daisy
1: <laughs> yeah which week wow like that was a bad week um and i'm blaming that she's actually she's gotten a bit better the last few days and i'm blaming that on um because you know i'm a witch so i've blamed mm-hmm. that on. The cosmos. She was um like it was eclipse season, and we we're coming into a massive, um, a massive um eclipse that um that the kind of yeah. I'm not going to go into all the details, but I feel like Daisy is very in tune to that kind of thing. She's a lot like yeah. me, and yeah, she was um she was a monster that week. That I think it was a whole week. She was just like you know we were meant to do this interview, and I just couldn't do it. I was just like yeah. I can't like she has. I'm spent, <laughs> like completely and utterly spent, because she just um yeah she turned into a monster. She's mm-hmm. actually not too bad this week. She's been pretty good.
0: Yeah. So what happened? She, she did.
1: She had a meltdown at the shops. She had a meltdown at the shops. She had a meltdown at the beach. She had um yeah she had a meltdown at um, Woolworths, our local supermarket. Um, she likes to help me scan the products so she's Mm. helping me scan the products and then we got to like the garlic and the ginger which you can't scan you know you've got to like tap everything in and she wasn't she she didn't want she she just yeah that wasn't good enough for her so she just um screamed at the top of her lungs uh flung herself on the ground like on her tummy and Mm. um everyone was looking I must admit everyone was giving me kind of sympathetic looks. There was no judgmental looks. Um, And I just ended up like, you know what it's like in that situation. You just want to get out of it. Like, because if there are those kind of judgmental people around, there's nothing you can do that is right in their eyes. So, no. like, if you yell at your kid, you're a bad mum. If you don't yell at your kid, you're a bad mum. So, I just wanted to get her out of there. So I had to grab her. She wouldn't let me pick her up. She was fighting me. So I just had to grab her by the arm and drag her along oh my God. the along the floor of the supermarket, oh like at the checkout. And I was just, I was, I looked at Hazel because like, Hazel was with me too, and Hazel six. And I looked at Hazel, and in my head, I'm like. In this moment right now, I'm either going to burst out laughing or I'm going to burst into tears. And I looked mm. at Hazel and I just cracked up. And we're both in, like, Daisy's just on the ground, like being a complete nutter. And Hazel and I were just laughing. And I thought, <laughs> God, what does look like Such a sight right now? <laughs> like, the people are like, who are these? Who's this crazy woman and her, and her crazy children? But, um, yeah, the one at the beach was probably even worse. But same kind of formula like she, she doesn't discriminate where she tantrums she's um she's quite happy to tantrum wherever she's comfortable but that's okay poor days she's a she's a challenge but we love her like i say i wouldn't change her for the world i mean maybe maybe just a little bit, it on, <laughs> <laughs> it a bit much. but like i love her but like her personality is just her like she, she wouldn't be her you know what it's like she wouldn't be her if she wasn't like that
0: yeah i love it What did you do to calm her down?
1: Um, I just have to wait it out. There's nothing I can do. Anything I do makes it worse. So it's just time. And and then she'll just get up and she'll be like, mum, can I have something to eat? And it's just like, you know, nothing even happened or... Mum, can I watch Ninja Turtles? Or just, I'm like, do do you even realise who you were (laughs) 30 seconds ago? Like, you were like some, you know, psycho-crazed, like, alien from out of space and now Mm. you just want something to eat or you just want to watch your favourite show. Like, yeah, so it's time. It's time. I have to give her time thankfully she doesn't stay in those like they're not they're not long oh the one at the beach was quite long but she calms herself down pretty quickly but she's she's just um she's split personality like she's just yeah one minute she'll be like that the next minute she's just fine and goes on her daisy ways
0: yeah I find I had had to I had to help Akira a bit when she goes on tantrums we haven't really had um much public meltdowns but the one I can think of is when we were at a nursery and I wanted to buy this pot ages ago and she was tired so if she has a meltdown or whatever it's because she's she needs a nap or she's hungry yeah. hangry yeah. um and I, I get like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she threw herself she threw herself on the floor oh. like so so I can't pick her up, so she kind of flops. Um, yep. Yeah, Daisy
1: and does that too. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I haven't paid for my pot, and the lady was like waiting for me, and she was just looking everywhere but me, and it was just me and Akira and the lady in the shops, and I'm like, oh my god, and I almost cried. I didn't laugh. I was just like, oh, Akira, like. I was just—I didn't know what to do, and I—I yeah. I just wanted to pick her up and go. But then I'm like, my part, <laughs> oh. so I had to go and pay. And I—and then Akira got upset because she didn't get to tap my card on to the fpos machine.
1: Her and Daisy are two peas in a the pod. They'd get along, <laughs> or they wouldn't. <laughs> it might be disastrous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah but I find that when when Akira have her tanties at home I have to really like Akira look at me listen to me and I would have to just keep repeating myself look at me listen to me and then she'll pause and look at me yep. and that's when I, that's when I swoop in and go you're okay what's wrong and you know I talk to her yeah but yeah I I don't know if that would work on days of
1: she like with Daisy, she got herself so worked up that she forgot what she was even tantruming about. And she got herself in such a state that, um, I know, you know, you're not meant to give them attention or anything when they act like that. But the only thing I could do to calm her down was give her a cuddle. And I'm like, just come here. You're okay. And I just like brought her right into me and, and we had a big cuddle and, um, she ended up calming down and I, and I, I was saying to her, do you know, do you know what's upset you? Can you tell me why you're upset? And she's like, no, like she couldn't hardly even catch her breath. She'd totally like, she'd just gotten so immersed in her tantrum that she'd totally forgotten what, what she was even tantruming about. And, um, and yeah, it was like the, the hug calmed her down. But when I've tried to talk to her, like you did with Akira, that just makes her even more mad usually. Mm. like It's, it's, um, yeah it's hard because yeah they're all different you don't know what to do I'm really hoping she grows out of it soon yeah okay
0: she will yeah really I do that a lot with Dan you know when I tantrum and get so emotional to the point where I don't know why the fuck I was angry at him for yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's like what's wrong I'm like I don't even fucking know
1: (laughs) yeah, <laughs> that's me <laughs> that's so me like I wonder where Daisy gets it from but she's just like she's just like her mom I'm just, just like angry a, at I you like right now I just Troy. don't know why yep yep I'm exactly the same and I always blame Troy like whenever um whenever because I'm quite I'm, I'm quite mild um and I'm quite calm now with my moods but when I was a kid I was like the complete opposite like I was just an absolute nutter like Daisy um but Troy doesn't know that so whenever um whenever she's off doing her craziness I'll just say to um I'll say to Troy that's your daughter like that's not me I don't know where that where that attitude has come from (laughs) because he was meant to be quite a cheeky naughty little kid like yeah um He's very, very, very good now. But yeah, apparently, mm. like his mum will always tell me that he was really cheeky. I'm like, that's she funny. You. She when, in the back of my no- mind, I know she's 100% me. <laughs> 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 we keep that on the down low. He'll never listen to this podcast anyway. Okay. So it's fine.
0: <laughs> he might surprise you. He might come home one day and yeah, go, right. uh, Excuse me.
1: <laughs> hey, I turned out all right. So there's hope for you. Yeah, you're pretty
0: cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. We, we haven't spoken about what exactly you do. Yep.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to talk about. I, it's something I, I find really hard to explain to people what I do. But um, basically it's, um, it's witchcraft with oils so not just essential oils, I use, um, like, as you know, sorry, that sun's coming in there. Um, That's fine. I do potions um, and I, I also do, um, you know, coming into other things like altar sprays and things like that, but basically tools for witchcraft using botanical oils or essential oils it 's hard to explain it 's very hard to explain, but um, once you start using them and once you start um, I, like i 'm not trying to promote myself here or anything, but once you start following my page on Instagram for a while, you, I, people tend to get the hang of what i'm what i 'm about um, but yeah it 's crazy like I never thought um, I just thought it was just going to be a little side gig i never never imagined it to turn into my full time job but mm. it's um it's become a lot bigger than what I ever imagined. And um, people are embracing my weirdness, I guess, which I'm quite flattered about. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. But when, yeah. when yeah. people hear the word witchcraft, they think of human sacrifice and satanic. And... That's part of it. Yeah,
1: mm. definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is that why there's a, there's a finger in my spray?
1: No i don't do human sacrifice. i don't do any sacrifice actually we do we it, it's it um, it is like what those images that you conjure as when you think of witchcraft it is basically that like there is like it's not devil worshipping or anything like that um quite the opposite you know he he is our enemy but um it is it's dark there's a huge misconception. Um, because I work with essential oils, that um, my business is part of the wellness the wellness um, community, what do you call it? But, yeah, um, that's probably the biggest misconception because it's not – witchcraft isn't all love and light. We embrace the dark as well. Um, yeah, not – like I said, it's not, you know, dark as in evil, but um, – it's yeah, like I said, though, all those images that you think of when you think of witchcraft is basically like it's it's true. Like, yeah, we don't um yeah, I don't know how else to explain it, but <laughs> it's it's what pretty much what you see on TV, apart from you know, like maybe things appearing out of thin air and stuff like that, which would be cool, but it doesn't happen. Um yeah. but it's yeah, it's um it's not it's not all love and light. It's yeah, there's a, there is definitely a dark side to it, but we're about embracing that and um, and working with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean, but also because I do follow your page and you, know, oh, yeah. you explain a lot in your stories and your posts. So I I've do, been exposed yes. to what you do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah you have. And it's re- like I said, it's really hard to um, just explain it to someone who's just stumbled across The Witch Apprentice. How did you get into this? How did I get into it? Um, it's something I like, it sounds, it sounds really silly, but I feel like I was called to be a witch. Um, for like, I've always been, um, drawn to, um, different things. Like I've always been, um, like I always love, um, psychics and getting my cards read and, um, like very into collecting things from nature when I was little. Um just it's it's something I think that's always been there. Um but then as I got older I kind of tried to push it down. Um I I kind of felt a bit silly about it. Uh then I think um just yeah a few years ago I was just like you know what um, I got in I got given some essential oils and the traditional side of aromatherapy was something I'm not susceptible to, um, which I'm not, um, downplaying aromatherapy at all because some people are highly susceptible to, um, using essential oils for that kind of thing. But unfortunately I'm just not one of those people, but I still felt drawn to them and I couldn't work out why. And so I, I, I did a lot of research on them. I just got on the internet and just like for months, I just did heaps of research on essential oils and the witchcraft thing kept coming up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this and see how I go. And it was instant. Like as soon as I started, it was just, an, um, yeah, it instantly worked for me and I knew that this is what I have to do. So I you know, I had another business then. And um and that made me um which I wasn't really I hadn't been happy in for a little while. Um so that just made me that just yeah, I thought that's it, I'm gonna sell this business and I'm gonna go with this crazy idea that I have. And it all worked out in the end. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I knew you I knew you when you started The Witch Apprentice and but I didn't realise that you were Hazel Baby, which was the business you sold. The candles, Um, yeah. Yeah, the candles. And I was just like, wow. I I was just, I think it's a brave thing for someone to sell what they had. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it's huge. It's a really big thing and it's not something I was just like, Right, I'm gonna sell my business and then put it up for sale. It was something I struggled with for a long time because it's your baby. It is. It's yeah, like and you he... know what you mean bones would be to you. It's it's something yeah. you built from nothing. But um the um, the decision to sell was really hard. But then when I when I put the the business up for sale and um, I had a lot of interest in the business but the girl who i sold it to beck kept she stayed at the front of my mind and i think in the end selling it to her um made it so much easier because she was the perfect candidate for hazel baby it was like it's i look at that business now and i don't even associate myself with it anymore like it's just so beck it's so far removed from me it's hers like and that as soon as i as when I was emailing her, I felt it, but as soon as I met with her and her husband, I just knew. Like I knew there was another girl who was really interested in the sale as well, and I kind of just, I knew straight away that I didn't even have to meet with the other girl. It was just, it was Beck's business. Wow. So that made it a lot easier. But, yeah, I struggled mm. with that decision to sell. Like it was, and, you know, like it had, uh, I'd built, yeah, I'd built it up to to um, to be a really... Um, like a, a name that was known and it was just hard to let it go but in the mm. end it was easier than what I thought it but it's just that initial thought yeah but I knew it wasn't mine anymore it was either it was either sell or close and I thought closing would be would have been a lot sadder than selling because it's yeah. nice to see that it's still it I didn't I, I didn't build it up it, w- it would have made all my heart hard work seem um, irrelevant if I'd just closed it. So, mm. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. And you must answer. be so
0: proud for someone to be super interested and invested in your business too.
1: I was so, like, I couldn't believe that the the amount of interest I had in it overwhelmed me. Like, I never, mm. ever imagined. Um, I thought maybe I might have one or two. I thought it would take ages to sell. Like, I, I yeah. just thought it would be a really long and um, drawn-out process, but it, it did end up being drawn out. There was a few obstacles that got in the way, um, but that was kind of out of our control. But, um, but yeah, it, was, um, it ended up being, apart from that, being really smooth. So, yeah, it was. I was very proud of that, very proud that someone wanted, someone loved my business enough that they wanted it to be theirs.
0: That's a huge compliment. Yeah. I had postnatal depression when I had Akira about three, four months in and all my work was delayed and, you know, I was a mess. So my work was a mess as well. Mm -hmm. I made a post on the internet Oh, sorry, on social media. So I'm quite personal in my brand and Dan hates it. Dan's like, treat this as a business. And I'm like, yeah, but I am the business, you know, everything yeah. that was created, it's, I created it. Um, exactly. And then he, um, I, I basically said that I'm struggling, but I'm trying my best. Um, so, you know, bear with me, your orders are going out and, things like that just give me a bit of time and I'm a bit slow at the moment and I got an email from this lady saying um are you thinking of selling your business because I'll buy it (laughs) and I'm like I'm like "I, I don't know and then she's like I know how it feels to you know struggle with motherhood and a newborn and a baby and a family and but I didn't even read her positive bit in her email because I'm just like yeah you're you're kind of kicking me when I'm down here yeah <laughs> trying to take advantage of you <laughs> and that That's, made me yeah, even I'm, more upset and I was like oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she definitely wouldn't have had that um that intention though like I'm sure like you said she was probably um probably trying seeing an opportunity at the same time trying to help you out but yeah, maybe. It does seem quite opportunistic, doesn't it? I
0: didn't take it well. I
1: wouldn't know. I don't know if I replied to her or not.
0: Yeah. I don't know what I did with that email, but it's either I said, thank you, but I'm not interested to sell, or I didn't reply. Um, Ghosted <laughs> her. Um, so let's talk about the girls. Uh. Were you working, no, you weren't working on Hazel Baby when you were pregnant with Hazel?
1: I, I started with Hazel Baby um, after I had Hazel. So I was on maternity leave. Um, I can't remember the, the, the dates, like the timeline. Um, I reckon she wouldn't have been one yet. I think she would have been maybe about six months old, around about that age a bit older perhaps a bit older i reckon um and that's when i started hazel baby and then i did go back to work casually um to my retail job and then um when i had daisy when i had daisy i took a break from from the business and just focused my time on her when i was on maternity leave um, but i never ended up going back to work after having daisy i'd um ended up yeah selling hazel baby and then starting this sorry i lie i did go back to work like last year i went back to um i started working at maya <laughs> i can't believe i forgot that i still work there oh my
0: God. Do you oh, still work there
1: baby brain baby brain it sticks around it sticks around it for didn't go so away yeah, No, it never goes away. Um, Yeah, yeah, I still work there. Not very often, like once every couple of weeks or something. As you know, as you probably know, Maya closed um, with the last lockdown. And since um, I I stepped down from my role that I was doing there, which was quite um, like it was too much for me um, to handle with the business and everything. Um, And so now I've just gone back as a casual on the on the sales floor, which I like because it gets me out of the house and gets me um, talking to people that aren't under the age of six for a while. <laughs> um, so that's nice, but um, but yes, um, it's, it's hard. So I'm not working there very often. I think I've got like, like one shift every couple of weeks, which is like perfect for me. It's um, perfect for me to have that, like I feel like I've got a job to go to, but mm. it gives me enough time to work on The Witch Apprentice because The Witch Apprentice is just—it's—it's it's a lot at the moment, a lot of work. So yeah, it yeah. lets me lets me focus on that. I don't didn't really have a choice. Like I didn't really have a choice in the priorities. I kind of you know, I'd never like I said before. I never thought that The Witch Apprentice would become a first priority um, yeah. career wise. I just thought yeah, I thought it was just a little. Um, hobby that I might be able to make money from here and there but I never expected it to be what it is today I'm not Mm. definitely not complaining I mean I did I wanted it I manifested it like of course I wanted it but I never really really thought people would embrace it the way they have so I consider myself extremely lucky I'm a very lucky witch
0: that's the thing about small business though isn't it you never know what the outcome is going to be no, until you, you do can, it
1: you can hope and you can plan like you can write things down and say this is what I want but it's never certain like it's it's, mm. it's um there's a lot of uncertainty in small business and who would have thought like you know with um the last lockdown and you're going into it again now like I just thought going into that lockdown I just thought I this is great this is just going to give me some time to you know get things in order um, replenished stock I just thought I was going to be dead basically and it, I'm pretty sure you're the same it was just the exact opposite like yeah I was really worried that we were all all our small businesses we're just gonna go under basically and um and yeah it was just insane like I couldn't I'm still trying to get on top of things from that last lockdown like it was just yeah. wow it was enormous like business-wise. So, yeah, mm. like you said, you just never know. You just never know what's going to happen with small business. It's a very, um, it's a very yeah, it's a merry-go-round, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's more like a roller coaster, actually. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Sure. Yeah, sure. We're talking amusement park rides. We'll go for the roller coaster. <laughs> what about the teacups? The teacups go yeah, around. Yeah, definitely not. Well, mm, I do like my. They're tea. pretty violent
0: sometimes. It's they what? spin pretty quickly. Violent. Yeah. Violent yeah, spinning. spinning. Yeah. <laughs> Piping hot tea. <laughs> um, let's talk about the birth, the labour and birth of Hazel. Okay.
1: Um, it was. Yeah, it was a while ago now. Um, but. A mother never, never forgets these things, does she? <laughs> it was pretty crazy. I, um, I had a high risk um, pregnancy with Hazel because I had gestational diabetes. So um, I was really lucky that I was able to keep that under control with um, diet and exercise. I never had to. Um, I never had to do the insulin or anything like that. So it was really like, even though I was high risk, it was really easy for me to get through not really easy even though pregnancy is easy but um it wasn't it wasn't um it was tough in the fact that you know when you're pregnant you just want to eat whatever you want you don't want to have to think about what you're eating so that was shit to be on diet while you're pregnant is shit like there's no there's no two ways about that um but yeah i managed it we got through it i ended up going 10 days overdue with hazel and i don't know if you know with gestational diabetes you're not meant to go past your due date but i was measuring small so they let me they let me keep going because i was i was measuring not um well under but under enough for them to let me keep going then we got to the 10 days and they said no we can't let you go any further we're going to have to induce you and um instantly i was scared because you know you read all these um stories online i don't know if you were like me but i just spent all my time scrolling like through Google about people's experience with birth and everything. Um, So yeah, I was scared because from what I'd heard, um, inductions aren't the best way to go about birthing. And it turns out that that's right. They're not the best way to go about birthing. It was like, it was, yeah, it was definitely an ordeal. So I went in there. um, We did the, I can't remember the names of everything that you remember for so long and now it's just a distant memory. Um, the, the gel that they give you to bring on contractions and that worked a little bit, but it wasn't progressing enough. So then they gave me the drip and the drip just sent me from zero to 100 in like no time at all. So it was, um, it was pretty full on. I, I, I'm pretty sure they would have been able to hear me screaming down, like down at the beach. Like I was just, I was like, I didn't even know who I was. I didn't even know I was capable of making noises like that. Like it was just, it was pretty full on. Um, so it wasn't a nice experience. I didn't get a nice birth experience. I ended up having an epidural, which then kind of sent me backwards. Um, which made my... I always get this wrong. Is it second stage, pushing? Is that the second stage of labour? But anyway... I think the pushing pushing is the
0: transition. Sorry? Pushing is the transition, yeah, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yep, okay. So that... um, So I had a very, very long pushing stage. Um, So that was not good. They were worried that um, it was taking too long. I think uh, Hazel's heart rate was going down. There was, um, is it meconium? Where she um, Mm. lost control of her bowels. So they were pretty pretty, um, worried. So I ended up, I I thought they were gonna have to use interventions like forceps or something. I was lucky enough that I didn't have to do that. We ended up getting her, but then when she came out, she was unresponsive. So I got to have her for like maybe not even half a minute, like maybe 20 seconds. And she just wasn't responding at all. So they had to whisk her away. Oh my God. And I didn't know what was happening. It was like, it was so frightening. And I was, I was yelling at Troy, Troy's crying and I'm crying. And I'm like, oh what's going God. on? What's happening? Like, it was really, really stressful. And he didn't know what was happening. He wasn't saying anything, which was stressing me out even more. Obviously, she wasn't crying or anything. Um, so it wasn't all bad. She'd, she'd come out with a temperature. Um, they, they whisked her away to special care nursery. Um, and she, she ended up being in special care for about four or five days, I think. Oh, but, sure. um, but she was okay. She, she ended up being okay. Um, but it was just, it was a pretty full-on first labour. Like it was was not ideal and I definitely had like after that like I definitely um took trauma away from that from that experience like it wasn't I didn't I wasn't um I was unfortunate that I I I wasn't um I didn't have the um postnatal depression which was you know i was very fortunate about that but I did have a lot of um guilt surrounding the the birth because um because I felt like it was kind of my fault that I'd slowed things down, so that that was hard to get past but um but you know when then you've got a newborn and you get tied up in all the in all the baby stuff, and
0: yeah
1: yeah and, um yeah, it kind of takes over for a while, so yeah, it was interesting but it wasn't it wasn't great <laughs> it wasn't, were you in the hospital? Period. We at the hospital the whole four or five days? that I was, days, huh? yeah. But I was um, I went public. So, um, unfortunately, well, even if I wasn't public, she would have been in special care anyway. So I wasn't able to stay with her, but I'd be in the mm. ward and then I'd come in. I'd just spend all my time with her basically and then go back for a quick nap or a quick sleep and then come back. And I was mm. just in the special care nursery the whole time because I was breastfeeding too. So, yeah, um, yeah so I, I kind of had to... Um, yeah. be there for her to eat, so um yeah, it was um it was definitely yeah it was a weird experience it's funny like retelling it because it feels like forever ago, like even six years it's not that long, but it seriously feels like a lifetime ago mm. it's, um I guess with so much happening, and yeah her like her development since then like she's she's a little lady now, like she's not. Mm. She's, um yeah, she's a school kid now. It's crazy. But, yeah, it wasn't a lovely experience, that's for sure. <laughs> um,
0: so transition in labour is literally the transition between the first and second stage of labour. Uh, okay. The second stage of labour is when you uh, contract and push the baby through the vagina.
1: Yes, so that's it. It was, so you, a, it was yeah, a very long right. second stage, yes. Yeah, yep. right. Through my vagina. Oh through your vagina, your vagina. vagina.
0: <laughs> Daisy.
1: Yep. Daisy's birth.
0: Yeah. So you were working, Daisy. you were working on Hazel Baby when you were pregnant with Daisy.
1: Yep. And I was working my retail job. I worked right up until the end. I remember doing a market, the creator's market um, in Ballarat when I was about, I reckon I was like, 37 38 weeks pregnant and then um I worked up at my retail job till I was about 39 weeks and I think the thing that made me think I might have to stop working is one of the bosses came up to me and said would you be right to go to another store to do um to do what's it called stock take and I was like (laughs) stock take at at that work was like you know climbing ladders getting way up high like it was a that's a weird question it's a pretty grueling job. And I was like, Do you think I should be doing stock take? And he's like, What do you mean? And I'm like, Well, like, I'm obviously pregnant. And he's like, How many weeks are you? I'm like, I'm 30, 38 weeks. And he's like, Oh, okay, yeah, no, no, maybe you shouldn't be doing stock take I'm like yeah, maybe I shouldn't be working. <laughs> um <laughs> I stopped <laughs> oh, maybe I've had enough. Um so I think I stopped working at like 39 weeks at that at that place and um and but yeah, kept the hazel baby going right up until until I had Daisy. What was she? She wasn't as overdue as Hazel. She was overdue, but I think she was due on the 18th and she was born on the 21st. So she was basically on time. Like she wasn't, she wasn't, you wouldn't really consider that overdue, would you like a few days? Um, so yeah. Were you carrying
0: came. small as well?
1: With- oh, I was massive with Daisy. I've never That's been that funny. Massive. How did the
0: guy miss that?
1: I know, guys, um, but <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I was so big with Daisy. Like, I, n- I never ever thought I was going to bounce back from that. Like, I mm-hmm. honestly thought this is it now. Like, this is just me. <laughs> it was um, it was not. <laughs> she, yeah, and she wasn't a big baby. Like, she was just a normal sized baby. <laughs> so mm-hmm. There's no excuse with Daisy. I didn't have the gestational diabetes with Daisy. Oh. I could eat whatever I wanted. So i did yeah, like, right whole slice when I say whole slice I don't mean a slice of brownie I mean like a slab I was eating whole slabs of brownies and like that was before lunch and I'd eat like whole blocks of chocolates and I'd stash chocolate away because Troy goes to bed really early and then he'd go (laughs) to bed and then I'd bring a couple of blocks out and just eat them while he, he was asleep like and then I'm like, oh, God, I wonder why I'm so big with this pregnancy. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> and I go and get like, a, um, so with Hazel, this is what I thought was really funny. With Hazel, um, my cravings, I had cravings with her and I had cravings for ruby grapefruit and lime. And i to eat it in a bowl mixed together. And mm. that was like my craving. With Daisy, I craved Big Macs. So I'd go to Macca's. <laughs> And I'd sit, like, on my way to work, there was a macca's near my work that would sell the men, the whole menu all day. I'd go and get a big Mac before I started work at, like, 7 o'clock or something. <laughs> 7 a.m. 7 a.m., not 7 p.m. It was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was um the difference between the pregnancies. But Daisy was, um, Daisy came along naturally. She, I went into labour with her. I didn't go into labour. I started contractions with her. On the Friday night, um, I went to bed and I couldn't sleep. I was just feeling uncomfortable and like you know, feel weird. I felt gassy. Like I had these gassy pains. You know, like when you're pregnant, everything's different in there. Like mm. you just you just kind of get used to it, and you know, it's just like mm. oh, here we go, just another pain. Like mm. you kind of just brush it off. And this one just wouldn't go away. And it would get really, really intense. And I'd be like, oh, my God, like, do I need to do a poo or something? <laughs> what, what is this feeling? And then it would just go away. And then I'd be like almost drifting off to sleep. And then it would come back. And I'm like, this was going on for a while. And I'm like, hold on. Maybe I should be timing this. And so I got my timer out. And there were like exactly five minutes between each pain. And I'm like, okay, I think these might be contractions. Um, they were really different to what I felt with Hazel. With Hazel, I felt that really intense period pain with her contractions, you know, that um, like um, in your tummy, like more in your tummy, whereas Daisy was all around my tummy, like really tight across my tummy, like when you get gas, like just basically that really bad feeling of um, that sharp pain. So I was like, okay, I wasn't expecting this. So I woke up Troy and I said, look, I think I'm having contractions. Um, I'm just going to go out. I'll just let you know, but keep sleeping and I'll go out to the, um, to the lounge room and sleep on the couch. So I went out there and they got pretty intense. Like they were going, like, I think I got them like three and a half minutes between each contraction. So I couldn't sleep, obviously. Couldn't get any rest um and we rang the hospital <clears throat> and they're like look when it comes what is it is it two minutes between them and it gets to two minutes between them come in so it was going like all night all night and it got to three minutes and then um yeah no sleep just on the couch Troy came out with me for a bit and then as soon as the sun came up they just went away and I was like what is going on here like why is this happening this is weird um, they didn't actually go away, they just slowed down. They went back to, I think, like five minutes or something. So then I just went all day like that. We went for walks. We went like Troy's mum came and got Hazel, and because um, it was pretty obvious that, you know, I'm gonna have a baby soon. Um, and so we went for walks to try and bring it on, you know, like I sat on the big bouncing ball, what are those called? Like trying to get Pit things boss? moving. Yeah, trying to get things moving. And I thought, um yeah like it just wouldn't it, nothing would kind of speed it up so i just went through that day just like you know five minutes apart contractions and then as soon as the sun went down i shit you not as soon as the sun went down i was back oh, to like three long? minutes and they were intense like full-on intense contractions so we rang the birth suite and we we said you know this is what's been happening And they said, look, it's really, um, it's really quiet. Just come in, like, just Mm -hmm. come in and we'll put put you in the room. So I got there and they put me in, like, as I said before, I I went public. They put me in, like, they've got, like, one room, which is, like, the special room. And I got that room because it was really quiet. There was no one in there having babies. So I got, like the um red carpet treatment going in there like it was just amazing you got like this beautiful suite with like gorgeous bed and they're like um oh do you, I, what are you thinking do you want um a water birth?" cuz i was really trying to go for a water birth, wow. and i'm like yeah i'd love a water birth." so they got the big pool out and they filled the pool Pool's massive like i just sort of be like this little you know like it was bigger right. than like a blow up pool we have for the kids. It was huge. So mm. they filled that up and I'm in like trying to, I just couldn't get comfortable. I was freezing. I remember being freezing. No matter what I did, I was cold. And um, so they're like, okay, go into the shower. They're filling up the pool. Go into the shower, put the hot water on you. But even that was making me cold. Like, Troy was putting it on my back, but then my legs would be cold. And did you get that, like, uncontrollable shake, like, in labour? I was just, like... After. Shaking, yeah, like, the shakes afterwards. Like, after yeah, the baby. Yeah, well, I had it... Did you? Yeah, I remember that with Hazel. I got it after the baby. This, I got it during. And I was just shaking. Like, I couldn't. And, like, my teeth were chattering. I thought I was going to break my teeth. Like, it was just insane. Mm-hmm. And then... um So, then finally, after, like... <laughs> It's about two hours. They finally filled this pool for me. I get in the pool. And as soon as I'm in the pool, I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> as soon as I get that water, I I, was just, I I am not joking. I was hallucinating. Like the there was like, I don't know, branding on the side of the pool, like a name, the brand name. Yeah. That started like floating up out of the water. And I'm like, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> <Get me." laughs> out of here so i got out of the water and i was like apologizing profusely to the midwife because i'm like i'm so sorry like you spent all that time filling the water she's like it's fine it's fine um and then yeah i was like just like writhing in pain like so all the contractions was okay though like it wasn't like with hazel where the pain was unbearable it was um it was a much um totally different with the natural birth as opposed to the induction because um, I feel like with well I mean it's a fact with natural birth you get um, all the the body responds how it's meant to um, so yeah I was dealing with the pain just fine like not just fine obviously like I'm not going to say just fine um, it was really really painful but um, it wasn't as intense as it was with it wasn't wasn't just pain like it was with Hazel with Hazel all I got was full-on pain whereas with Daisy I felt like I got that rush of energy to go with the pain um so that was okay and then they kept um they would check me to see how far I dilated and first they checked me and they're like oh yeah about six six centimeters and I was like okay cool And then they checked me again. They're like, oh, we'll see. This is a couple of hours later. They're like, oh, we'll see how far you've come. And the the girl's like, oh, you're about three centimetres. And I'm like, three? How did I go from six to three? And they're like, yeah, that sounds odd. And then this was like, so it had gone on in the morning, probably up to about four or 5 a.m. And then all of a sudden the sun came up And it all stopped again, Mm. just like it had the night before. And I was like, by this stage, I hadn't slept. Like, it was, that was Sunday morning. So, we're coming into Sunday morning. I hadn't slept since Thursday night. Like, I was just spent. I'm like, just look, you know what? Like, I don't care about my natural labor. I don't care about anything anymore. Just get this baby out of me. Like, Mm. I don't care how you do it cut it out like whatever I don't care like that I'm just I'm tired I was 39 too when I had Daisy like I wasn't like I was I was no spring chicken um so I was I was yeah I was tired um so they're like well what we're gonna have to do is induce you and I was like because of my experience with Hazel I was like no I don't want to be induced oh um yeah. and I'm like I'm saying to them like I, I luckily I knew my midwife Personally, like I was meant to have another midwife, but she got a she had, was sick with a virus at the time, so she wasn't able to be there. But the other midwife I knew as well, like I knew her personally. Yes. So they're like, okay, we're gonna have to induce you, and I was just like, fuck no! Like I don't want to be induced again. Um, mm-hmm. And they said the drip, not like the full on one that I didn't cope well with last time. And I said, okay, I don't, I know physically, I don't have. The energy for that kind of pain right now. So they're like, well, we'll give you an epidural and then we'll give you the drip. And I was still scared because um there's just yeah that like all those memories just straight away come flooding back to you, how traumatic Hazel's was. Um, so anyway I had the epidural and I was really lucky in the fact that this epidural I don't know if you'd say lucky some people might say unlucky. This epidural that I had with Daisy didn't work um, the way Hazel's did. Um, I could still feel pain, like I could still feel right. my contractions, whereas with Hazel's I couldn't feel anything, basically. I couldn't feel anything from the waist down. Um, but with Daisy's I could still feel pain, but it just <clears throat> it took the edge off. So I knew when to push and I knew when right. I was having contractions. So that was really good. Um, And then, so yeah, I had the epidural at about 9am or 10am and then ended up having Daisy at about, I think it was 10 past four that afternoon.
0: Oh my God, that's still
1: ages. That was Sunday afternoon. So 4pm Sunday afternoon when my contractions started about 10pm on the Friday night. So it was a very very long process. By the time she came out, I was just exhausted. Like I was just, I was so, I've never been so tired in my life. I didn't get that. You know, um, when Hazel was born, I got that real rush of love that everyone talks about. I didn't get that with Daisy. I was just so, so tired. I actually didn't get it for a while. I didn't think I got it for a week or so. Like I was just so exhausted. And um, I just, like with Daisy, it was just going through the motions. Like I'd just feed her, I'd like do everything I was meant to do. But I was just like on autopilot. I've never been that tired before. Like it was just, it was crazy how tired it was. Um, Did you get to sleep
0: at all from that Friday till?
1: No, I didn't sleep until... So that night I had to stay in the hospital because i would had the epidural. They they want, you have to stay in there overnight. Mm. They like to Mm. monitor you or whatever. And then I went home the next day and for Daisy, I had my um, placenta encapsulated. So Mm. um, the lady who did that, she brought them around and she gave Troy the instructions. I didn't know that those tablets are actually they can act like a stimulant. So I had one that night and I couldn't sleep. I was just, even though Daisy was sleeping, I was wide awake. So I'm like, Jesus, what the hell? And I didn't know. And then I'd spoken to the woman. She's like, just down your, down your dosage. Like, they so ended up just taking one a day because I just, I'd feel like I was like, you know, when you have cold and flu tablets or something, and you're just like all oh, wired. That's how I felt with them. Um, so I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep that first night in the hospital um, after she was born. I didn't sleep the next night at home. So it wasn't until the next night that I slept. I'm really, really, really lucky that Daisy was the sleeper to end all sleepers. Like she, as as crazy and intense as she is as a toddler, she should have won an award as a newborn. Like she was just (laughs) like she was like I've never come across it and I couldn't like I went to the doctor and I said to the doctor like I went there and you know how you've got to go for a certain week check up I went to the doctor and I said I think there's something wrong with her she and he's like what's wrong I'm like all she does is sleep like I've got to wake her for feeds I put her on the boob she falls asleep on the boob like I've got I can't like this baby is never awake. I didn't even know what color eyes she had till she was like (laughs) two months old or something. There's something wrong with my baby. He's like, so she's eating and she's sleeping a lot. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, so what's the problem? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like I thought there could be something wrong with her brain or something. I don't know. Like, is, is this normal? Like Hazel was a really good sleeper as well. I was very lucky with both my kids, but she was nothing like Daisy. Like Daisy... I'm not even, like, I'm not even lying. when I tell you, Daisy could have, if I didn't wake her up for feeding, she could have slept like 12 hours straight when she was first born. She was just like insane. And all my friends hate me for saying it. But I feel, <laughs> I feel like that, and because Hazel was a really good, sleeper as well. I feel like having good babies was my reward for having shit birds. Like I think the universe (laughs) said, you know what, Sarah, you went through enough with your birth. Maybe it'll make this baby really, really good for you. (laughs) So yeah, I felt like I felt like that was my reward. But um yeah she was um she was uh, still like I I still can't believe Daisy deserves to have if she ever has babies she deserves to have a baby just like her but then she deserves to have a toddler just like her as well I hope like what goes around comes around (laughs) but yeah she was she was fantastic so after that so what was that um so Sunday night in hospital Monday night at home didn't sleep so I slept Tuesday so I hadn't slept from Thursday night and then I got my first sleep on the Tuesday night and like Mm. yeah like I said before I was old man like I was you know 39 (laughs) years old having a baby I was just like the walking dead like it was just it was a very very intense um fortnight after Daisy was born like Mm. I just felt felt not human like it was just yeah really really weird I just want to say I'm very
0: jealous that your your babies are good sleepers.
1: Yeah, Um, but I'm very jealous of your birth. You had a really cool birth story, so you know we can be jealous of each other for different things. (laughs) I still, it wasn't like it wasn't like you know it was just smooth sailing. Like still, mm -hmm. even easy babies are hard. um, But I mean, sleeping. Sleeping makes a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah. It makes if you're getting enough sleep, it makes it easier to deal with everything else. Yeah. Um, but you know, my nipples were still ravaged; like mm. it wasn't all fun and games. Like we yeah, still, we yeah. still had shit times. I think, um, like, yeah, like you know, I still had stitches and all mm. those kind of things. And it wasn't all it wasn't all roses. But um, yeah. like I said, now like Hayes was at school, and I just think talking about her birth and, and remembering what it was like back then, mm. now felt like a lifetime away. Like, you know, thinking back when she was born, even when she was, you know, like Akira's age or Daisy's age, thinking of Daisy being at school, it just, it's hard to fathom, but I know it'll come around in the blink of an eye. And that's what you got to remember. Mm. It's babies mm. for such a small amount of time. Um, I'm not going to be one of those people that says, you know, just um, make the most of it while you can, because I know that it can still be really hard and a shit time to get through. But um,
0: mm.
1: yeah, it's crazy how fast it goes. Like you will look back when Akira's at school and you'll think, shit, like how did we get here? Like how yeah. did this happen? And by yeah. then she'll be hopefully sleeping. And
0: <laughs> She's already sleeping. Big news. Yay. She started sleeping through yeah. and cause I've kind of like, okay, you're not having night feats anymore. And it's not really night feats. Like she's, it's more, she uses my nipple as a dummy.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah. um, so I've kind of stopped that, but if she's having yeah. a bad night or if it's she's, still, she would yeah, still wake up and ask for milk. Um, yeah. So now that I've taken milk out, boob out of the menu during the night time and just cuddles or whatever, she she starts sleeping through um, yeah. unless she wakes up and started pooping, which is recently. Um, and now my next step is to uh, kind of wean off night nursing. So yeah. I like to <clears throat> feed her to sleep, but...
1: Um, See, that's what I'm jealous of. I'm jealous that you still get to do that. Both my girls weaned themselves quite early.
0: I'm 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 kind of waiting for her to wean herself now. But the other night she went to sleep. um, She went to sleep without being fed to sleep, but she still clung Mm -hmm. on to my nipple. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) it took me two hours (laughs) to get her to sleep and with one hand, like, one of her hand holding onto my nipple. Oh, I'm just God. like, well, this is a win.
1: It's really nice to talk to you. Nice to see yes, you. It's well,
0: always lovely to talk
1: to you. Yeah. I hope you um go okay in this next lockdown. Mm. Um not um yeah, like I said, I'm not gonna get um too complacent because I reckon we'll be we'll be in it with you very soon. But yeah. um I hope the six weeks grows really quick.
0: For you Thanks, and mm, we've done no it before yeah um and i'll You're speak like to you i'll speak to you on there. the internet
1: yes yeah i'll speak to you probably like in five <laughs> minutes or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i'll talk to you then in five minutes bye-bye Bye.